to episode 13 of the Cleverly Changing Podcast. Welcome back to season two. I am so excited that we are back for another season. We want to talk to you about all things related to educating your children. We are a homeschool family, but this podcast isn't just for homeschool families. It's for anyone who is interested in helping to educate their children. So share this podcast with a friend, let other people know about it, and I hope you will connect. If you have show topics for season two, we are looking forward to hearing from you. So we are going to get started. Our proverb for today is, a single hand cannot nurse a child. The proverb says, a single hand cannot nurse a child. What that proverb is saying is that it takes a whole village. It is not just the mother's responsibility to raise a child. It's for other people to help out as well. And what we are going to kind of share today is that in the past in African families, it wasn't just the nuclear family, which is uh, the mom and dad's responsibility to raise a child. It was for the extended family, the mom, the dad, the grandparents, aunts, uncles, and cousins, all to pitch in and work together to raise a child. So in today's episode, we're kind of talking about the dad's role in homeschooling, the dad's role in rearing children and teaching them. And I have my husband on as my guest co-host today, and he's sharing his thoughts and his perspective from a homeschool dad's point of view. I hope that you guys will enjoy this episode. And again, if you have any show topics, feel free to let us know by sending us a message. All right, enjoy the episode. It's now time for the word of the episode. Today's word of the day is Baba. It means dad in Swahili. This is Cleverly Poacher talking about how parents can really help each other out in homeschooling and I have my girls here and I want to hear from them girls how can how does your dad help out in your homeschool he tells us to do our work a lot does he teach you any courses um engineering maybe no not really Does he do coding and things with you? You've done a couple projects with your dad. He he does code, but not necessarily. He doesn't do it with us because it's for his job. We tried to do one project and we we haven't completed it yet. Yeah, it didn't work. So the project that I remember that you worked on with dad was the... It was the the magic mirror thing. A magic mirror. Can you you describe it? it? It's with a Raspberry Pi. And it's just a mirror that you can talk to. It's basically Alexa and a mirror. It's a smart mirror. And it gives you compliments. So it how tells did you the you, weather. How did you make it with your dad? We we we're not bought finished. stuff. We bought stuff and we coded it. And it was kind of complicated because we had to set up. We had to set up so that 
they had to set it up so that there was two so that there was screen share and um that made it kind of complicated it was complicated okay so in other people's homeschooling families how can how does a dad um pitch in and help out other than just telling the kids to do their work what about field trips maybe taking you to extracurricular activities because i know both of you you took an extracurricular activity and dad was the parent who took you what class did you take we took many many classes (laughs) can you name one camp so dad took lots and lots of camps dad took you to camp but he also took you to ice skating class so yeah. that was a time when you got to spend time with dad. He takes us to Okay, so I want you guys to share with our podcast listeners. Hi, podcast listeners. Hi, hello. A little bit more about what would you like for your dad to do more classes with you? And if so, what would that class be? <laughs> Okay, so I would want to do engineering and, like, build stuff. Because I know I did ask him to help me build something, but I never finished it. So, yeah. Oh, I got him to build a small box with uh, wood flooring. I know that you also did videos on YouTube and, like, stop-motion videos and things like that. Your dad was... He did all the cameras. He helped you with the camera. So can you kind of share that experience, what you did with your dad and what your dad did to help you out? He did the lighting and the camera. He just positioned the camera and then took pictures. Did he show you how to set up a camera and record? Did he work with you to edit your videos? He edits all my videos. Um, I already know how to set up a camera and take videos. Uh... If dad ever listens to this, thank you. So girls, what are some ways that you think dads can help out in a homeschool? Okay. Um, well, taking the children to extracurricular classes. Welcome to another Cleverly Changing Podcast. Today we are back for our first episode of season two and we're talking about getting started homeschooling. We are a homeschool family. I'm actually here and my co-host today is my husband and we're going to be talking to you about our new homeschooling transitions. So We can't wait to get started with the conversation. And if you have questions, always feel free to contact us at Cleverly Changing on Instagram, Facebook, or you can send me an email at cleverlychanging at gmail.com. So be sure to tell a friend about our podcast and that we are starting our second season. So we thank you for listening and joining us again.
So we just wanted to kind of get started. Can you um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your thoughts behind homeschooling your kids? I don't really have a good answer for that. My, my kids are homeschooled because um, I think they do better in that environment. They, uh, I think they're pretty smart. And I know when I was in school, um, I was bored a very large portion of the time because I had to wait for the other students to figure out what the teacher was explaining to everyone. And it would, in the meantime, while they were trying to figure it out, I was joking and distracting people and causing trouble basically. And so, um, I remember when I was a kid, I was homeschooled. And so I enjoyed the ability to kind of learn at my own pace. So, um, yeah, I think it's helping them. So of course you mentioned that you were homeschooled and now you're homeschooling your own kids. Did you, when you decided to become a parent, did you immediately think that you would be a homeschooling parent or it's something that came later? I didn't plan ahead. All right. So in terms of being a homeschool dad, how, what role do you think dads can play in the education portion of their children? Now, I want to just kind of chime in and say, I know that in every homeschooling family's household, the model or the teacher isn't necessarily the mom. So we're not assuming that it's always going to be the mother who homeschools. It's just that in our home, that is the case. I'm the primary homeschooler. But we know that in other families, the model can be different and dads can be the primary homeschoolers. But um, for those who are looking to, you know, if you need some more ideas or support, I'm just kind of wondering what are, you know, your thoughts on how dads can support homeschooling, especially if they're not the primary homeschooling parent? Uh, I mean, be be supportive that sounds vague um but it really depends on what the needs of the kids and the family are um as a man you should be providing for your family and helping out with those needs wherever they are so you know for for me specifically i end up helping with a lot of math and then also like making sure the kids get outside and play and exercise and stuff like that because they will sometimes they're caught up in doing schoolwork all day and you know they need a break. So um, I think those things are important. And also supporting, I guess, the teacher from this perspective in terms of like if she needs a break from watching kids all day or something like that, then helping her in those ways. Uh, I guess it really depends on the situation. I can't really say what, like, here's an extensive, uh, full encompassing list of what you can do to be supportive, but just find ways to help and help. So one of the questions that people often have when they meet a homeschool family is how do you socialize your kids? Now, I know we all know that homeschoolers do get socialization, but that is a concern. And I'm just wondering from your perspective, what are some ways your kids have been socialized and what are some things that you think can be done 
to help with that because um, it's kind of people see it as a deficit in homeschool how do you think people can bridge that gap in terms of socialization i would say if you, i think it's, it's more like on the the on the parent and the kid both because I, i've known kids that have gone to traditional school who weren't so social socialized very well and they were just loners and hung out by themselves um and so if you are just an introvert or a loner type person then going to homeschool or not is probably not going to really make a very very big impact on that but um even as a homeschool kid i think there there's plenty of opportunities to go out and socialize with other people like random classes you can go to or you know you can get involved in groups and activities and stuff at church if you go to church or just like uh clubs in your neighborhood like boy scouts or whatever i don't know anything about boy scouts specifically but i think they have yeah they have girl scouts too so you could get involved in something like that so there's all kinds of opportunities outside of the classroom for socialization experience um it won't be the same as like if you went to school with someone every day and i think that's where it can be a little more difficult because you know you're dealing with people like let's say all your friends go to the local high school or whatever then all your kids friends go to that school then they will kind of be an outsider on some things they go on but if you get them involved in other activities then they can have their own group of friends that they know and hang out with and especially like if you send your kids to like one of those co-op things okay so what is one of the most important characteristics that you think a homeschooling parent should have? Uh, as a homeschooling parent, I think I've never, uh, I think um, there's several of them. I, I can't think there's, say that there's one that's like, this is so important that you have this, but I think you have to be eager and interested in learning. You can't just be stuck in doing things your own way because uh, in order to foster that desire to learn and that interest in learning in your kids, you you gotta you gotta be about that life too. If you're not, they'll sense it and they'll they pick up on a lot of things. Kids are sponges and they observe you, and so if they can tell you're fake or you're faking your excitement about something or you're not really uh, paying attention to them or whatever, then they'll pick up on that and they'll find ways to circumvent your your teachings or whatever. Um, so a willingness to learn, uh, I think also you have to have patience uh i've no i've grown up around a lot of teachers and i know a lot of teachers and i know that like a lot of my teachers growing up were frustrated with me because i you know i they felt like i had potential or whatever but i was busy joking around so you gotta have patience and understand like how kids have some level of understanding of how kids think and things like that because that'll help you in uh better tailoring your stuff you do in your home classroom Okay, I think um, I just kind of wanted to reemphasize something that you said, and it's patience. I think for me, as the primary homeschooler, every year I've had to find a new way to gain more patience. Because as kids' needs change, you as a parent also change, and your level of patience may change too. I think when our kids are younger, our expectations aren't so super high that um, we just want them to be more self-sufficient. But when they're older, we do. And sometimes 
they're not on the level that we want them to be in terms of being able to get their work done on their own. And so I know that when my kids were younger, I think I was a little bit more patient with them because I just didn't have unrealistic expectations about what I thought they should be able to produce. And now that they're older, I find that I need more more patience and I have to kind of sometimes remove myself from the situation to look at look at it from a broader lens. Like you said, um, kids often have potential and the people who, you know, are working closely with them are those who see it. But sometimes because we have such a high expectation and lofty goals for our kids, we don't always, we're not always patient enough to help them reach their potential while they're young. And what you have to do is you have to remember that they're kids. It's uh, sometimes I've noticed with my kids, they they have times when they're being very responsible and doing what they were asked to do or thinking, planning ahead, like all the stuff I would expect someone older than them to do. And then sometimes they, they're being a kid and I just have to remind myself, no, they're, they're five years old. Hey, they're 10 years old, however old they are. I just have to remind myself of that. And that means I can't just walk off and expect them to do what I told them to do. I do have to check on them. I do have to follow up. I do have to remind them of things. Sometimes those reminders and things like that are not necessary. Sometimes they are, but I can't just act like because they were doing the right thing yesterday. Like there's it's still like all the stuff you read in like any child rearing book about, you know, rewards and punishments and all that stuff. All this stuff applies, even though that sometimes they're good. It still applies and it's still uh it still applies yeah what i said so we just talked a little bit about patience and now i kind of want to shift the topic to something that um we kind of brought up in that conversation which is time management do you have any tips um i know that you just said you got to check on them you got to remind them but do you have any tips for parents who want to homeschool their kids but are struggling with time management um <laughs> good luck um i think time management is not an issue specific to homeschooling like if you're just a poor manager of time in general you're gonna have issues and so adding homeschool into mix may uh, exacerbate some of those issues or in so I would say you know in general working on your time management skills is an important thing to do if you're trying to if you have things you're wanting to accomplish whatever it is time management is going to be your friend because we all have we all have the same resources in terms of time and time is the only one of the most valuable resources we have if I give get enough time I can do anything so um, in terms of time management I would say just you've got to focus on like for for me from my experience in dealing with my kids i would say small manageable goals are more important than massive long goals like uh as you get older of course you 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 learn more patience and more uh like you you're able to say like well in four years i'll be out of high school and then i'll be able to get my first car four years i'll be out of college and i can get a house or i can get a car or whatever it is i'm trying to do and so as you get older you get used to like waiting for things but when you're a kid you're not really into waiting for things and you're more impatient kind of and so knowing that about children i think giving them smaller goals that they can accomplish is gonna make it easier for them to to complete tasks and things like that 
and that'll make it easier in terms of managing their time worked on that they work on things because it's like if you get a kid give a child some massive task they may have a tough time managing their time in terms of working towards it but if you break it down in smaller pieces it'll make it easier for them uh but a lot of this is really you got to learn your children um in my in my opinion as you learn what works best best with your children then you can kind of tailor your tailor your techniques to that but if you're not managing your own personal time well that's a whole nother issue so (laughs) i just want to just kind of speak on that a little bit because i think time management is one of the most important things when it comes to homeschooling i think finding a daily routine that works for your family is kind of the hardest thing about homeschooling because some people are better with keeping a list and following it than others and some people are naturally kind of sporadic they kind of like to go with the flow and unfortunately that go with the flow model isn't the best in my opinion when it comes to children because when kids are young they need to know what to expect to help them with their behavior to be in line to just know what to anticipate which is huge and so keeping a schedule even though you don't want it to duplicate a schedule that would be in school but keeping a schedule just so that you will know hey I'm gonna do this and this at a certain time, especially if you are a parent who wants to work from home at the same time, you kind of have to have some sort of routine in order to do that. So I would say um, try to keep your kids on a schedule. You do want them to wake up at a certain time to go to bed at a certain time just because their kids, they need a good amount of rest. And so you really want to keep those type of things in order. Well, schedules... And managing expectations are just something that makes children feel comfortable. I've noticed, like, if I don't tell my kids what to do, they'll come around and kind of, like, check on me, like, hey, what are you doing, daddy? Because it's kind of like, hey, we need you to tell us what to do. We're not, or, we, you know, we're expecting some kind of structure to happen here, and you're not doing it. And they'll come look at me like, what's going on? And so um something i do if i'm at home with the kids i wake them up i mean i always wake them up at the same time and i kind of go over the schedule schedule while we're eating breakfast here's what we're going to do today you're going to do this this work you're going to do then we're going to take a break at this time then we're going to do this then we're going to do this i might not have the whole schedule figured out at the beginning but i'll give them i'll I'll prep them with some kind of schedule so that there's no surprises because when a little and you're like, hey, I need you to do this thing right now. Then it's it's kind of what I've got to adjust. I don't know what to do. And they, you know, it's it's good to learn adaptability and all that stuff. But I knew ahead of time I needed them to do these things, so it's not hard to just tell them. And by telling them ahead of time, they're they're more pliable, I guess you could say, more willing to do. All right. So one of the things about homeschooling for those who are married is it takes a lot of time and energy. How do you think parents can manage their relationship and homeschool at the same time? Do you think it adds any stress to a married relationship? It depends on how you manage tough situations and dealing with kids and all that type of stuff. So I feel like from my perspective, 
if you if you're able to manage the homeschool aspect in terms of dealing with the kids and all that type of stuff in a decent manner then it doesn't have to make uh, your marital relationship any more complex or difficult or anything um, it could in some ways make it easier to, to handle however if things aren't going well with your homeschooling thing then it can cause stress because then you know you're stressed out or upset about whatever happened with the kids or your husband's stressed out or upset about whatever happened with the kids or whatever whatever it is there's already enough problems as it is but then there's this other issue now and it's possible to you know redirect that emotion at a spouse or something like that where it's just not necessary so I'd say it can cause problems if you don't deal with the cause of whatever is bothering you. If it's homeschool, that's causing if something about homeschool is causing you angst or anger or whatever, then you need to work that out and do your best to separate that. Because you know, just like if you sent your kids away to school at like a traditional school, they're gonna come home with things that are bothering them as well from school. They like. Billy stepped on my toe or whatever and you're gonna have to deal with that as a family so the same thing happens with homeschool but in the same way you would manage it with a traditional school you got to manage it with homeschool and basically you know deal with those issues and do your best not to allow them to affect not to bring them into you know your more important important relationships so just as a addition to that how can families who already feel like they're pressed for time also make time for um, marriage relationships like you know one-on-one -on -one time with their spouse because if you're spending the majority of the time with your kids how are you also focusing on one-on-one um, -on -one adult time well this goes back to time management I think um, if you I don't feel like I remember when I was when my mom homeschooled me years ago I was homeschooled for I forget how many years but like I think two or three years maybe but um, we were generally done by like two or sometimes earlier in the afternoon because I was told like once you finish you can go play and you're good to go for the rest of the day I don't like you're done so I was always motivated to finish early so I always finished early so then that left a whole lot of time to do other things throughout the day and I feel like that's the truth in, with homeschooling as well if you are effective in how you manage your time with training the kids and stuff like that and you uh, you know focus on finding the best method of teaching whatever you're trying to teach and the best way of explaining it and the best way of making sure of motivating the children to get their work done then I don't see why you wouldn't have plenty of time because even if like let's say I'm a teacher at a traditional school I go in at whatever time they go in I don't know school starts at like 8 so let's say I go in at seven, I'm done at three or four if I have to stay late for something. I don't know. This is all speculative. I don't work in the educational field, but I figure like you're done by four. So you have plenty of time to do other things. And uh, it would seem from my perspective that as a homeschooler, you should have there should be a significant amount of time left over at the end of your day to do other things. Okay. All right. All right. So 
Um, I would like to add that for families who are homeschooling, I think it's really important for you to establish a date night, just like I mentioned earlier that you should come up with a routine and a schedule for your kids. I think it's helpful to do that for in other areas of your lives, such as your um, marital relationship. Scheduling dates, I think, is important and going out with your spouse, because I think that when you homeschool, you can add so much of your attention and focus on your kids that you can um, not put the same amount of attention and focus on your relationship. And I don't think that should be the case. I think that balance is important and finding a way to do that appropriately is just equally as important. So um, that's just an added tip that um, I wanted to share. But... Um, my last question for you, what is one of the challenges that you think homeschooling brings to a family and how can a person overcome that challenge? That's a very broad question. Um, I don't know. That's the short answer. I don't know. Um, I wouldn't say that there's any challenge specific to homeschool that uh, you will face as a family. Um, I think, like, I, I, I think of, like, all of life I think of as, like, just basically every situation has its own challenges. Like, if I sent my kids to school, I'd have school challenges. If I sent them to homeschool, I'd have homeschool challenges. If I didn't send them to any school, didn't teach them at all, I'd have dumb kid challenges. So. There's going to be a challenge no matter which way you go. It's just learning how to deal with those challenges and face them. So, um, to answer the question, I don't know what the challenge is, but have you ever faced a challenge being a homeschool dad with your kids and teaching them or anything? Nothing. I wouldn't face sending them to a traditional school. I don't think. I mean, you got to help them with their schoolwork. You got to be involved in their education. I feel like. The stuff I do now with my kids in terms of education, teaching them different things, making sure they do their schoolwork, um, helping them with math, homework, helping them with science projects, all that type of stuff. It's all stuff that I would do if they were in a traditional school as well. It's all stuff. It's just, it's just I'm a parent. This is what I have to do. So it doesn't matter. Um, I don't think of them as challenges. It's just I think of them as responsibilities. I got to do it. So I can name it whatever I want to name it. I still got to do it. So it doesn't matter. All right. If you could um, give an advice to um, dads who are kind of on the fence. Um, sometimes in the homeschool, there's one parent who's more interested in the, than the other. And if you could, if you could give advice to a, a dad who just isn't sure about homeschooling, what would you say to him? I don't know. This is a, a recurring answer that I have. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it really depends on what what your concern is. I don't know. Like that, that's very vague. Um, so if a if a dad is like, I want my kid to go to a regular school because I think that their education will be better because, you know, those teachers are um, professionals in that particular area. So surely they're going to be able to educate my child versus a mom who may not have that sort of expertise in that particular area 
my answer remains I don't know because it really depends like I'm very logical and if like if your kid is like in first grade like learning ABCs and one two threes and all that type of stuff I think that's what you learn in first grade I might be not I might be wrong in your colors and yeah like that stuff I don't feel like you need any expertise to learn that stuff there's um, there's like YouTube videos there's DVDs if you still have a DVD player they cover that stuff so I don't feel like you need some expert to teach you that learning how to read is you don't need an expert to teach you that of course you might learn more quickly or whatever with an expert but I don't it's not like I don't feel like you need an expert to do that and then um, I don't know that to me I would say like if you're having second thoughts about it, then just give it a try. If you feel like it, it you got to think about what's going to be best for the child. And if you think it's not going to be best for your child, then don't do what you don't think is going to be best for your child. I can't, I'm not going to like recommend you do something that's going to hurt your child or anything like that. But you can try it out. And if it works, cool. If not, you tried it. And now you know. Base your future decisions on what you learned. All right. Well, Thank you for sharing your expertise and your knowledge about homeschooling with the Cleverly Changing Podcast. I know it's been great for me to hear your perspective because as a homeschooling parent, um, even as a parent who talks and, you know, has a podcast, I don't always ask you what your thoughts are about homeschooling. And it was just great to hear your perspective. So thank you for being on the Cleverly Changing podcast. And I hope this is not your last time sharing your perspective. I look forward to it's hearing it. It's the last it. time. Never again. <laughs> I look forward to hearing your thoughts again. Um, well, Thank you all for joining the Cleverly Changing Podcast. If you have questions for David, you can tweet Cleverly Changing. That's C-L-E-V-E-R-L-Y-C-H-A-N-G-I-N. Or you can send a email to cleverlychanging at gmail.com. And we look forward to getting your questions and hearing your feedback about this episode. All right. Bye.